In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Oregon. We're here with the president of the Oregon Browns backers, Michael Fells. Michael, where in the world are you? I am in Portland, beautiful, sunny Portland, Oregon, probably more known for its rain, if you guys even know where we are. But to give you a better idea as to where we are, we are exactly two and a half hours south of Seattle. And if you drove, we are exactly eight hours north of San Francisco. Excellent. And in England, Oregon's famous for its Pinot Noir red wine. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the Willamette Valley wine. It's uh, beautiful out here. We are uh, in between two mountain ranges and there is a beautiful valley where it just gets a lot of sun and a lot of rain. And that particular uh, grape just grows beautifully. Excellent. And uh, we're doing this live from your classroom, if I'm correct. You're a school teacher or? I am. I teach art and this is my digital classroom. So I teach uh, traditional art, but I also teach uh, digital photography, uh, digital art and a social media digital marketing class. That sounds right up my street, to be honest, Michael. So uh, when can I join? <laughs> you're you're next on the list without a doubt you might feel a little bit older because they're all like you know 15 to 18 but hey michael mentally me and them kids are at the same age we get on fine I, that's why i still do the job <laughs> all right excellent well we're not a geography podcast we're a browns podcast so um tell us how the hell are you a browns fan the president in the middle of oregon um, well, we're not in the middle. We're right on the northern part of the state, right below Washington State. But uh, to answer your question um, uh, more seriously, I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. Grew up in Lakewood, Ohio, which is the very first suburb to the west of Cleveland. Um, I used to work at Cleveland Brown Stadium. Used to sell cokes. Uh, you know, I was that guy. If you've ever been to an American stadium, walk around going Coca Cola here, and um, it was back then, I think it was, I had to make, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks and whatever on top of that I could pocket. And so I went and did that at Cleveland Brown Stadium. And after I made some money, uh, I ended up watching all the games. And this was in the 80s when Kosar and all of the, you know, the greats were playing. And we were actually a really good team. Sadly, couldn't get past the Denver Broncos. But um, I saw some great, great games. Probably the best one uh, that I still have a ticket stub for was the double overtime win against the Jets in 87. It was the playoff for 80, 87, I think it was. Uh, 86 year, but 87 it was. Um, and I was at that game, and that was incredible. Um, so, yeah, I grew up a Browns fan. Um, it was probably when I was about nine years old that Brian Sipe and the Cardiac Kids are uh you know they got me excited and interested uh i just turned 50 
And I have to say, I've seen a lot of really, really good Browns games. But the last time I saw really good Browns games up until this year, I was a high schooler myself. <laughs> so it's been a difficult uh, last, you know, 25 or so years with the move out of the city and then obviously the losing streak since they came back. But um, I actually lived in England for 14 years. Uh, my wife is British uh, from uh, Cambridge and uh, London herself. And I moved over there and lived in Ealing, the great borough of Ealing, um, and moved down to Epsom and Yule. So I was over there in the 90s and the early uh, 2000s. And then when we moved back to the States, we moved to Portland. And I immediately looked up where the Browns backers were. And um, it just kind of went on from there and turned into me becoming the president. This will be my third year. Excellent. And did you join the British Browns backers uh, when you were over in England? You know, I didn't. I moved over there and, you know, I came over, uh, you know, with my girl and I didn't want to scare her too much. I think I remember they were just, I believe they were just off Baker Street or by uh, Marylebone around um, uh, Madame Tussauds. But um, I never actually officially joined them. And then, of course, my dad called me up one fateful day in whatever it was, 95, 96, and he said, uh, that they were leaving town. And uh, that's one of the only the few times in my life that I remember uh, my dad crying and I could hear him tearing up over the phone. Um, and then, yeah, they were gone for a few years. That's absolutely crazy, though, that your dad, you've probably never seen him cry in your life, was crying uh, over a football team. He was, yeah. And uh, the city of Cleveland, I'm not sure... You know, knowing knowing England myself, I guess if I was going to compare it to a city, it's kind of like a you know a Gateshead, a, a Newcastle. It's a it's a gritty, it's a working class industrial city, and you know it's very very cold, harshly cold in the winter on the lake, and football is religion in Cleveland. It really is, and I'm pretty sure I can say this confidently that every Clevelander would trade that Cavaliers championship any day for a Browns championship and probably also even an Indians baseball championship, but it is Brownstown. Yeah, I must admit, I've spoken to nearly well over 300 Browns fans since I've been doing this podcast and uh, they all say, all say the same is that Browns number one. Yeah. I think Browns number one. Number two, Indians number three or um, I, well, I, I guess it depends on, uh, the age. You there still? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. Okay. My video's just gone off, but I can hear you. Um, I would say depending on their age, it all depends on, um, you know, baseball or basketball. Here we go. Um, but, um, I, you know, for myself, it would definitely be Browns, then Indians, then Cavaliers. Mm. And, uh, tell us. Oregon, you're the president. How did, um, who was the founder? Was it yourself? Or was there someone else? Yeah, so the club was founded in 1988 um, by a chap named Kevin Erbst, H E R B S T. And uh, he grew up in Kentucky, northern Kentucky, right outside of Cincinnati. But his old man was a uh, Browns fan himself. And he ended up moving to Oregon when he was younger and was 
a diehard Browns fan, it was hard to see them because we are surrounded by the Seattle and the San Francisco market. So in the 80s, obviously, it was very much a 49ers kind of, you know, people love the 49ers because they were doing well. Now it's, it's a mixture of 49ers, Raiders, and Seattle Seahawks. And so he formed the club. And it was the, he says anyway, that it was the first NFL club in Portland that was outside of the West Coast. Um, and now Portland has, you know, Portland's a city where a lot of people have moved to. Um, so there's Green Bay clubs, there are Raider clubs, there are uh, Dolphins clubs, um, Patriots clubs. But yeah, the Browns was the first one and it's grown and grown and grown. And how many members do you uh, have? Um, currently off the top of my head, I believe we are pushing 300. And when I moved here in 2007, uh, I showed up to the club with my son, who at the time was uh, six or seven years old, seven years old, I guess. And um, he was the youngest, but I was the second youngest. And there were maybe 40 people there. Um, and then just last year, we had several games where well over 200 people were watching. Wow, so, that's amazing. Yeah, you got the bandwagon. Um, people are getting excited about the moves that the club are making. People are excited about the movement of uh, Baker Mayfield. And so, yeah, we're, we're no longer the laughing stock. Yeah, awesome. It's great that you get that support outside of Cleveland. So many people. And where, where do you uh, meet on a Sunday to watch the game? Uh, we meet at a pub, a brew pub called the Lad Tap House, and uh, that's been our home for, I guess we're going into our ninth year now, um, and it's a really, really big pub, and they have devoted one area called the Pit, which is full of projections. Uh, there's three, three projection screens, and then there's probably about 15 televisions, and that's all completely devoted to Cleveland Browns games. And the rest of the bar has all the various other games on. However, I just met with them not that long ago, and they said to me that they're going to devote half the bar just to Cleveland Browns because oh. they, they can feel the hype and, and uh, the excitement for this upcoming season. Absolute awesome. Um, it's the story that I keep hearing across all the Browns backers is the numbers are growing, growing, and growing. So. Yeah, it's exciting. Our Facebook page, uh, we have our own Facebook page, and it's just, it seems like every week I'm getting more requests to join. Perfect. Yeah. And I've got a tough question for you. All right. Food in Oregon or food in Ohio? <laughs> well, I don't want to upset any of my uh, Ohio friends, but... Uh, Portland is, is a foodie city, without a doubt. There's some good restaurants here, and there are some very good chefs that have uh, left bigger cities that are more expensive, and they've come to Portland. Um, 20 years ago, Portland was a city that people flew over between San Francisco and Seattle or Vancouver, BC. Nowadays, people are stopping in Portland, and it's a pretty exciting city. It's still the smallest city on the West Coast, but it's uh, getting closer and closer to the size of Seattle. Yeah, and um, I, I'm, Oregon never had an NFL team? Uh, not an NFL team, no. No, we have... The Ducks, haven't you? The... What's that? Is it the Oregon Ducks? 
Yeah, that's the University of Oregon College. And uh, as you know, in, in this country, um, the feeder system of the NFL is very much the university uh, football teams. Um, so I guess kind of like your Division Two feeds into your Premier League. Um, that's what the college's is, um, system is, it, how it's all built up. So the University of Oregon Ducks, which is their mascot, they kind of rule uh, Oregon. There is another team called the Oregon State Beavers. They're not quite as good. Um, but, um, yeah, the Ducks, the Ducks had a lot of success, especially with uh, Chip Kelly, uh, who ended up going – back to, well, he went and got a job at the Philadelphia Eagles, didn't do as well with the Eagles. And now he's, I think he's gone back to UCLA is where he's coaching, but they were very successful and they're in the title game. In fact, to uh, Ohio state Buckeyes, but they lost to the Buckeyes a few years ago. And I guess you're a Buckeyes fan. Yeah. Um, yeah. By, you know, I didn't go there, but uh, when you grow up in Ohio, it's very much rammed down your throat without a doubt are the Buckeyes. And um, you know, again, with college, uh, you have different conferences, and some conferences are stronger than others. And, you know, you're, the conference that the Ohio State Buckeyes are in, as well as Alabama, they have such an established program that um, they do not have any problem recruiting kids, whereas a, a college or university like the University of Oregon, where you've had many years of not really doing much, and then all of a sudden this kind of explosion of uh, doing quite a lot – it still doesn't have a lot to fall back on. Well, um, if I came to Oregon, what, where would you take me to for a restaurant? Like, what's the name of the restaurant and what type of food? Oh, gosh. Uh, if you came, I think, uh, well, we're also known for beer. It is uh, craft beer heaven here. Um, I think at one point there were more breweries per capita than any other city in the U.S. The only problem is, is that... Um, when you oversaturate the market, then smaller ones have to close down. Um, so there's constantly new ones, constantly others that are closing down. Um, but we would probably go to a pub first, get a couple of uh, local beers uh, so that you can uh, taste that America has learned how to brew beer properly now. Uh, and then I'd probably take it to a restaurant called Trifecta, which I think is fantastic. Um, right smack in Southeast Portland, um, on uh, Southeast 8th Street, I believe it is, off the top of my head. Okay, cool, cool. It's a Browns podcast. I've got to stop asking food questions. And Are you hungry? Are you hungry, Paul? <laughs> I'm always hungry. And you know what? I love, I love traveling around America, trying the, the, the stuff that they're world famous for, whether it be Coney Island hot dogs in Detroit, uh, Chicago pizza. Yeah. Toledo's, uh, Tony Paco's hot dogs, you know. Right on, yeah. Cleveland's got uh, Slyman's uh, sandwich, which I haven't tried yet. So uh, There's some yeah. good Polish food in, uh, in Cleveland as well. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff there, definitely. Awesome. And, yeah, what do you think the Browns' win-loss record will be coming into the season? Well, I'm an eternal optimist. And people have always given me a hard time about that, uh, even after our 1-15 in 15 season. I believe that we would do something good. And uh, clearly, I wasn't right on that one. Um, yeah, hang on a minute. But, we, did, we did okay. Well, I mean, right after that, there's 0-16. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, no, I think, honestly, I think it's, uh, I think looking at the pieces that are in place, I believe, I really, really believe in Dorsey. I think the biggest question is obviously going to be Kitchens um, because he hasn't been a head coach before, but he was amazing when he stepped in uh, and stepped up. Uh, and I think Mayfield, you know, is, is the guy without a doubt. So when I look at all the pieces in place, people keep talking about our offense, but I think they're overlooking the fact that our defense is going to be fantastic, possibly top five, maybe even top three. I think uh, we run the AFC North. We win that. I think that we win, I'm going to say 11 and five. I think that we go into the playoffs. I'm going to say we go into the second round of the playoffs. And from there, anything can happen. I think the only teams, sorry, um, sorry to jump in again. I think the only teams in the AFC that even remotely begin to kind of come into question for me are uh, the Patriots, obviously, because they're always there. But I think that they are on, I think they're trending down. I think Kansas City is a question because they've lost two major, major players with Hunt and Tyreek Hill. So I'm not sure how Mahomes is going to do without him. Pittsburgh is always going to be a question. And then I th- I'm not going to sleep on Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville Jags with uh, Foles going down there, I think that they were a quarterback away from maybe going to the uh, Super Bowl a couple years ago. And they just had mediocre quarterback play that stopped them. So, I, you know, I'm not going to take my eyes off of Jacksonville. And the Browns are playing the Pats this year. Do you think we're going to beat them or not? I think we can beat the Patriots this year, definitely. Can or do you think we will? I think we will. Good man. Yeah, you I are... think we will. Yeah, I, th- I think we're going to win as well. But, Michael, I just want to say thank you so much for your time today. Where Pleasure. Where can people find your details? Tell us more about the backers. And uh, yeah, if anyone's listening to this in Oregon or maybe south of Seattle, that they can come and join you on a Sunday. Yeah, so the Portland Browns backers, we are on Facebook. Um, Portland Browns backers. Um, and that's obviously Portland, Oregon, because there are two Portlands over here. Um, but Portland Browns backers. And we meet every Sunday or game day. The last few years, it's been Sundays, but every game day we meet at Lad Tap House on Southeast 11th, just north of Division Street, and um, we do a raffle at halftime. Uh, we raffle off a lot of merchandise. We have every game televised. We'll do some tailgates for the Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night games. It's going to be rocking. It's going to be fantastic. I've just designed a new T-shirt. Um, that will be on sale for uh, this upcoming season. Last couple of years, we've been selling some football scarves that I designed. They're all sold out now. Um, but we're really looking forward to it. And I know that the Lad Tap House manager is also looking forward to it. Um, they always put on breakfast for us because the games are uh, the 10 o'clock in the morning over here because we're three hours behind Cleveland and or 5.30 in the evening if they're evening games. Uh, so we'll have pizza, we'll have breakfast, buffets, lots of beer. It's a good time. 
And of course, if you're over here in the States, you got to come to beautiful Portland, Oregon, and uh, we'll definitely show you a good time, take you for some good food, good beer, and hopefully if it's football season, watch the Browns. Go Browns. Thanks a lot, Michael. Go Browns. It's been a pleasure. pleasure. Thank you. Take care and Thanks all the lot, best. Man. Keep up the good work with the Browns. Right on. You too, man. Take care and we'll be in touch. Will we, will we see you in Cleveland this year? Uh, I, you know, I won't be able to make it to Cleveland this year. Um, the last couple of years, I went to L.A. and San Diego and Seattle. Um, I am looking at going down to the San Francisco um, and possibly the Arizona game because both the Southwest Browns backers and the Bay Area Browns backers are putting on uh, some pretty big things. Uh, um, so I'm going to try and get to uh, hopefully one of those two games. Yeah, I'm going to get the, to the Denver and Arizona games. Right on. Well, we'll meet up then. We'll be in touch. Awesome. All right, buddy. You take care. See you. You too. And maybe we can have a beer together or Jaeger bomb uh, when we meet. Sounds good. All right. Go Browns. Take care. Take care, buddy. Woof, woof. Bye-bye.